0: You are listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. Awaken Church is a diverse community of authentic love and hope where you can belong as you change and change as you follow Jesus. Alright, hey guys, this is Pastor Stephen with Awaken Church and due to some technical difficulties that are ongoing we are unable to record the audio podcast version of the sermon on Sunday. And that, along with all of the other craziness and strange and unique times we're living in with the spread of COVID-19 and the pandemic and the stay-at-home order for the state of Louisiana, no public gatherings of 10 or more and that sort of thing. Our church uh, is meeting only through... Uh, the the internet only online, and a uh, few folks only listen to the audio podcast. So I'm going to go ahead and record as best I can. I've done this before, and as difficult as it, as it is to preach to a, a a phone camera, video camera on Sundays, uh, in my living room, it's even more difficult to preach to a uh, phone recording the podcast in my bedroom. So we're just going to do the best we can. So I want to start off with just giving a shout out to my friend Pastor Malcolm uh, over in Texas. He did last week put together a little Zoom meetup for pastors to get together um, and there was that nine of us that got on the Zoom call together and just kind of caught up with each other, shared some encouragement with each other. His thought was, you know, uh, us pastors may not have anybody that we can really go to right now, and everything's different for us, and church is different, and Sundays are different. And so maybe we just need to get together and talk and just be together um, through, through the use of the, the, the social media, through the Zoom app. And when I got to really thinking about it, you know, Pastor Malcolm was really doing a service for me and for the other pastors because, like he said, he was on like his – third zoom call of the day or something and they just uh, several of these guys that are on the call they're they're involved in several different ministries and meetings and bigger churches that have to do regular meetings on a a basis that we don't have to at awaken church in natchitoches Um, and so it was just for me it was like man they really blessed me especially pastor malcolm really blessed me personally by putting that together and so i wanted to give a shout out and thank you to him Now, think about a time for you when someone went out of their way to serve you in some way. Maybe it was something big or something small, but somebody went out of their way to serve you in some way. How did that make you feel? Well, welcome to week number four of our series, Bless Your Heart, and we're using uh, this to kind of highlight the reality that as you become more like Jesus, we realize that Jesus' plan is that we love our neighbors enough to bless them. So we're using this acronym, BLESS, B-L-E-S-S. We're using it as an acronym, Uh, and it's not original with us. We didn't originate it. We didn't come up with it. We we saw it. We've read about it. Um, We saw other churches use it, and in our brainstorming session and last fall, we said, hey, let's do this. This series bless and let's use bless your heart um, as a thing as a, as a theme leading into Easter and so we have put our own spin on this and began to preach through what it means how what it means to bless your neighbor um, and. So we're using the acronym BLESS. It means we began with prayer. We said we need to engage others and listen with care. There's your L. Last week we said we need to build community when we eat together. And again, it's a challenge right now for us to be able to get together and eat. But you can find ways to do it. Be creative, especially in your own household with those that live in your under your own roof. Um, and today we're going to talk how to serve in love and with love. And then next week on Easter, on the Resurrection Sunday, how to share your story. Um, so I'm glad you've joined us today for this. So to do this, we're hitting some high spots in the narrative found in the book of Acts. And we see how the earliest followers of Jesus lived with purpose in such a way to bless their neighbors. So this is a story in Acts chapter 8. And it's about a man named Philip. And it's a, I'm going to begin reading in verse 26. Okay, so Acts 8, 26. As for Philip, an angel of the Lord said to him, Go south down the desert road that runs from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and he met the treasurer of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under the Kandake, the queen of Ethiopia. The eunuch had gone to Jerusalem to worship and was now returning. Seated in his carriage, he was reading aloud from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, Go over and walk along beside the carriage. Philip ran over and heard the man reading from the prophet Isaiah. Philip asked, Do you understand what you're reading? The man replied, How can I unless someone instructs me? And he urged Philip to come up into the carriage and sit with him. The, the passage of Scripture he uh, had been reading was this. This is from Isaiah 53. He le- he was led like sheep to the slaughter, and the, as a lamb is silent for the shearers, uh, he did not open his mouth. He was humiliated and received no justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, Tell me, was this prophet talking about himself or someone else? So beginning with this same scripture, Philip told him the good news about Jesus. As he rode along, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? He ordered the carriage to stop, and they went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away, and the eunuch never saw him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Meanwhile, Philip Found himself farther north at the sound of Azostas, and he preached the good news there and in every town along the way until he came to Caesarea. Now there's a lot of questions about this this passage of scripture that obviously would jump up. It's it's a kind of a strange story, right? And we don't have time to to answer all those questions, especially in the context that we're here. We just want to focus on this big idea. Uh, today and build on that. And we'll have, we can address those other crazy questions that may come up uh, uh, at another time. But for today, let's look at this big idea is you are never more like Jesus when you're than when you're serving others. You're never more like Jesus than when you're serving others. So let's take a few minutes and break that down and kind of build on that big idea. The first thought is I would share with you is open your eyes and engage others open your eyes and engage others a couple of weeks ago when this the stay-at-home order first went into effect I got a lot of calls and 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 really text messages from uh, friends who are in ministry who have not done live streaming on Facebook live or their own live stream uh, or or YouTube or anything before and they they were kind of caught off guard like all of a sudden we can't meet in person and this is the way to go and and so Stephen you've been doing this for a while how do you do it and we knew things very simply here. As a matter of fact, I'm recording this podcast on my phone without a microphone because my microphone went out, speaking of technical difficulties. And so I was just like, kind of walked him through how to do this. And and so we ha- so we so we've been forced to, the church has been forced to open our eyes and engage the culture in a brand new way. How do you do Facebook Live? How do you do a live stream? How do you do this? And it's really... It's really interesting because I've, I've been reading stats and even before this pandemic that millennials were, ha, are over 50% of millennials who consume religious content or, or experience uh, a religious experience do so through uh, through social media. They do so online. They get their content. They get their experience, their worship through YouTube, through through uh, 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 Instagram, through through uh, Facebook, through through the app. Some churches have apps and, and those kind of things. Um, and, and so that's it's really interesting that over 50% of millennials who, who engage in religious content at all are using online only to do it. And now here we are having to go online only for a while. So we are kind of opening that up, all of us, to a brand new audience. Because we're in a strange season right now. And one of the things we had to rethink was what does attending church look like? Look like. I mean, the difference between attending church and being church is how you engage in your daily life, though. That's where we want to go with this. The difference between attending church and being church is how you engage others in your daily life. So whose life are you engaged in in order to show the love of Jesus and be a blessing? So let's talk about this guy in our story, Philip. Back in Acts chapter 6, and we've looked at that a few weeks ago, there was a problem in the church where certain people were being left out of the ministry of the church. And the seven men were selected as leaders to carry out the ministry of meeting this need. This need of providing food for those who couldn't provide for themselves. And one of those leaders who was selected was Philip. Now, Philip opened his eyes and engaged others. Philip continued to, to keep his eyes open with a desire to engage others with the love of Jesus. And then we move from Acts chapter 6 up to Acts chapter 8. And just a little before we started reading today, verse 4 of Acts 8 says, The believers who were scattered preached the good news about Jesus everywhere they went, Philip, for example, went to the city of Samaria and told the people there about the Messiah. So the story in Acts 8 tells us that multitudes of people listened intently to the message Philip brought about Jesus. And there was a great joy in the city. This took a total commitment on Philip's part. Here's the thing. Jesus is looking for a total commitment to his mission in the world. Philip kept his eyes open and engaged others, as God directed. Go south on the road from Jerusalem to Gaza, and there he met the treasurer from Ethiopia, reading the book of Isaiah out loud. And Philip could have chosen to stay disengaged from this Ethiopian treasure, even though the Holy Spirit told him to engage, he could have chosen to stay disengaged, but he didn't. He made the choice to engage and serve in love. Choosing to stay disengaged from our neighbors creates a system of cheating. Now you may be asking well how 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 am I cheating how if I stay disengaged, how is that cheating well we when we fail to engage our neighbors. We fail to engage in the mission of Jesus. And when we fail to engage in the mission of Jesus, we cheat others and we cheat ourselves. We cheat others out of the blessing that we should be uh, bestowing upon them by engaging and serving them. We And, and, and in doing so, we also cheat ourselves. Because if you think about it, any time that you serve someone else, you received a blessing in return. Like you received a blessing of, the, uh, maybe it was not something physical, but a, a feeling or an emotion or something like you were blessed by being a blessing. And when we fail to engage in the mission of Jesus, we cheat, our, our, we cheat others and we cheat ourselves. So don't cheat others and yourself from the blessing of engaging your neighbors with the love of Jesus. Because remember, you're never more like Jesus than when you're serving others in love. So next thought, make people your priority. Make people your priority. This is actually the first sermon that that I have written after the stay at home order went into effect because I actually work about two weeks ahead, and so the the previous two sermons since it's the that that has happened since the stay at home at home order uh, has put into effect were actually written well before it all started so I actually had to tweak those quite a bit because the circumstances had changed drastically from the time I kind of wrote it a you know a week before and then the time it happened so Here's the thing I found that while writing this sermon, um, it's difficult to focus on writing, uh, studying, and writing a sermon because of the inability to see you guys in person. Now I know you're listening to this on an audio podcast, but but I'm used to just seeing my church family in person, and and some some of the folks I see just on Sunday, but there's a, there's several I see all throughout the week. And what I did was I'm trying to write this sermon. and I found myself. Doing a lot of texting and doing a lot of how you doing. I'm checking in on you while it was sermon prep time. I mean, I block out time in my schedule for that part of my job part, as being a pastor is pastoral care. And part of pastoral care is checking in with the people of your church. And so I have that time blocked out on my schedule. But, but people don't, for me, don't just fit into a blocked out time in the schedule because people are a priority. Now the sermon, I, I love the sermon. I love study and I love to give the sermon. And that's a, that's a priority for me, for sure. Um, it's a super important part of what I do uh, and who I am, is to bring forth that sermon. But at the same time, people are the priority of ministry. And so that's why you guys keep coming to my mind when I'm working on a sermon. And I'm like, oh, I wonder how this person's doing or that person or not. So I'll just shoot a text your way and find out how you're doing. So how could you make others a priority? What does it take for you to make others a priority? Now, Philip, he's an example of someone who made people a priority. He was an obvious choice to be one of the leaders to administer the food ministry of the church in Jerusalem. That's in Acts 6. He we went, we, And then he went to Samaria in Acts 8, telling everyone about Jesus. It says, Many people were healed. And then he, now he's heading out on this next great adventure, on this desert road to Gaza, and he meets this Ethiopian official and ends up spending the day with him, explaining the scriptures and explaining Jesus. People were a priority for Philip because people were a priority for Jesus. The mission of Jesus is people. Jesus came to save lost people from the power of sin and to give them life. The mission of the church must be the same. Our mission is, and this is how we, we kind of say it at Awaken Church, awakening people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus and equipping them to awaken others. That's the mission of the church, and we just going to use that language. In short, guys, here's, a mission, uh, here's our mission, and, and this is specific awakened Church, but every church has the same basic mission. Our mission is to three words, awaken, equip, live. Awaken, equip, live. We awaken others to this life-changing relationship with Jesus. We, we, we serve them. We eat together. We listen with care. We begin with prayer. And in doing so, we awaken others to the life-changing relationship with Jesus. We equip we equip them to do the same. That's what it, that this is what it means to be a disciple, to not just be awakened to a life change that that Jesus brings, but to equip others to live and be the same. to To live the same, but also awaken others. You awaken others to awaken others, and you do that by equipping, and that's called discipleship. And then we live. We live it out. And living out the mission of Jesus means we serve others. Those two words are not you you can't separate them they're inseparable living out the mission of jesus means we serve others to live as jesus means to serve as jesus so we can say get so busy with life and, and what's going on in ourselves especially right now when It's like we can't go places and be busy, so we're even more busy, it seems, with being, you know, we use the word quarantine or stay-at-home order or shelter-in-place. And we get so busy with life and all that's going on that we can fail at the mission of Jesus for his followers. We have to understand that truly following Jesus and being on His mission means we get our hands dirty. Now, right now, that's metaphorical, right? Because we don't we don't do a lot of like you know uh, 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 things where we're getting our, our, our you know, close contact. Close contact is, is, is a different thing right now. But metaphorically, we get our hands dirty. If we reach the neighbors with open arms, and there's this this, this broken world, this, this lost and broken world that needs the hope we have in Jesus. Our world needs hope. And we, if we have Jesus, we have it. And our world needs the hope we have in Jesus. We reach people with the gospel when we open our arms to people in love. Now let me give you four ways to love like Jesus. Number one, serve whoever you can. Serve whoever you can. Number two, serve whenever you can. Whenever you can. Number three, serve wherever you can wherever. You can't be everywhere. You can't do everything, but serve wherever you can. So, so serve whoever you can, serve whenever you can, serve wherever you can. And number four, do whatever it takes. Short of sin, do whatever it takes to serve others, to, to, to reach people with the gospel, with open arms, uh, to, to share the love of Jesus, because you're never more like Jesus than when you're serving others in love. And your focus... Determines how you grow because we want to grow, continue to grow as disciples of Jesus. To me, grow as human beings, and their focus determines how you grow. I think about working out. A lot of people who work out focus on growing a particular muscle group. They want to grow the quads, or they want to grow the calves, or they want to grow the back, or the you know the biceps. You think of you really you know, really want to build that up, and you'll see guys in the in the gym, like in the mirror with the with the with the hand weights and and the barbells. And they're or the dumbbells, and they're just doing you know bicep curl after bicep curl with dumbbells or barbells, and they're in the mirror just looking and you might think, "Wow that." that guy's really what kind of you know what they're doing is they're really working on that that beach muscle that's what we call the bicep because it's really only good for like the beach you take off your you take off your shirt at the beach and you've got that beach muscle that's that's but but the key the thing is the key is where you focus is how you grow your focus determines how you grow so think about your life what is an area of your life where you really want to grow and when you think about that, think about this. Where does your focus need to be in order to make that happen? So Philip seems like someone who wants to always be growing as a person, growing as a follower of Jesus, growing as someone who loves his neighbor. If we were to fast forward Philip's life a few years, or however long it took in this, this time frame, in Acts chapter 21, verse 8, we find that, that he moved to Caesarea. Right here at the end of, of Acts chapter 8, it says that he preached the good news there and every town along the way until he came to Caesarea. Well, apparently, he settled in Caesarea. And in Acts 21, verse 8, he's in Caesarea, or he's an evangelist. Now, an evangelist is someone who tells others about Jesus. We get caught up on terms and, and and words and titles, but he's Philip the evangelist. He's Philip the guy who told others about Jesus. And if you tell anybody about Jesus, that's you you're an evangelist. So he was someone who told others the good news about Jesus. The story is that he opened up his home to traveling missionaries who came through. And here's the here's like the for me is like a really cool part. He even had four daughters. He says he had four daughters who were not married, and they were all preachers. They were all preachers of the word. They preached about Jesus. Uh, His four daughters did. His focus had determined where he grew. And your focus determines how you grow. So back to Philip and the Ethiopian official in chapter 8. Philip uh, of Acts. Philip told him the good news about Jesus. And as they rode along, they came to some water. The official said, you know, ask, can I be baptized? Philip baptized him. Nothing was going to steal his focus. And he continued to grow. All kinds of things and some sometimes they succeed. They'll try to steal your focus from the mission of Jesus and from serving others in love. But when we focus forward, we grow forward. So here's some ways we can grow by serving others, in serving others. In serving others, you we grow in God's presence. We go in, I'm going to give you three, three ways we grow by serving others. In serving others, we grow in God's presence. As we focus on being more like Jesus, in every moment, we find that we're more and more aware of his presence throughout these uncertain and unique days that we're in. A uh, second way that we serve, that we grow when we serve, is in serving others, we grow in God's peace. We grow in God's peace. Let me just say this. From my own life experience, this isn't from reading or studying or what, or going to church. This is just from my own experience. Anything that steals my focus from Jesus eventually steals my peace. And in serving others, we grow in God's peace. And thirdly, in serving others, we grow in God's power. We grow in his presence, his peace, and his power. Now, Jesus says, follow me. Jesus says, love your neighbor." Jesus says, serve one another. But he doesn't say it'll be easy. I keep learning that more often than not, the right thing to do is not always the easy thing to do. And the easy thing is not always the right thing. This is when Jesus gives his strength for us just to keep growing forward. So let's be people who bless our neighbors. We begin with prayer. We listen to them with care. We create opportunities to eat to eat together. And we serve in love, even in this strange and different world that we're in right now we find ways to to do this, so you're never more like Jesus than when you're serving serving others in love means we open our eyes and engage others we make people our priority and we in our focus determines how we grow so here's some next steps here's some practical applications some ways you could that maybe you could do this right now considering. When we think about serving others, we think of going to foreign countries on mission trips, or serving in soup kitchens or, or you know helping helping uh, homeless folks, or something like that. Here are some ways that even in this time of social distancing, we can serve others and these are just some suggestions. Number one, you can serve others with a text, a call, a dm go old school and write a note just a word of encouragement a little word of inspiration maybe it's a bible verse that means something to you or just a hey i'm praying for you or just wondering how you're doing just checking in a second thing you can do is shop local and and you know and we're not really going into a lot of places these days i think most of us are just going to the grocery store for necessities only when we have to at least i hope so but but uh maybe you're ordering takeout and you're ordering it from, you know, a local place and uh you, you make that happen. You're actually serving them in this crazy time when they ha- they need to make an income as well. And so we continue to do that. One of the ways we did this at Awakened Church is on Easter Sunday, which is this coming week, we uh had planned a big a photo shoot, and we have a uh, one of our families that, that attends awaken uh, the Bernards. Mala Bernard is a, a professional photographer, and was does photo shoots. And we had we we were going to, you know, purchase a fifty dollar package for her to take photos of everybody there that day. We were going to and then, and then get the information and then email everybody a professional quality uh, fo- family photo that they could get on Easter Sunday. We would have the, you know, our team was going to put together this creative background, backdrop and everything for the photos. And we we're just gonna make that a, a, you know, an added little fun thing to do on Easter Sunday, a little thing to add to somebody's blessing of their life. And then we would be emailing you these professional photos once, uh, she had them all, all produced. Um, now no one is going to be meeting. Uh, We're not going to be meeting at least because the theater is closed and we meet in a movie theater and um, we are not doing that. And so what we decided to do was mama still trying to have some income for her family started to give gift certificates out for photo shoots. And you could buy a gift certificate for different price range of photo shoots and give that as a gift to someone. So she still has some income coming in for her family and someone else may be, may get blessed, or maybe even yourself you just buy it and keep it for yourself for for when the the social the social distancing thing is done and you, you know you have that there, and so what we decided was, hey, we were going to do that anyway, so let's let's bless her by serving her by by uh purchasing a, a packet, a fifty dollar packet, and then what we'll do is we'll serve another person or another family on the very first Sunday we're back from social distancing when the movie theater is open, and we are back, Awaken Church is on Sunday mornings, we're going to do a giveaway. We're going to we're gonna do a drawing. We're going to give away that $50 uh, gift card, gift certificate, for that photo shoot. And so find ways you can serve others. Send a meal. That's another way you can do it. You know what? You order pizza and have it delivered to yourself. Why don't you order some pizza and have it delivered to your neighbor, or, or whatever else you may get you know picked up by uber eats or one of those other places have it, have it picked up and taken to a neighbor or friends or family member's house and you will serve them with love all right guys thanks for joining me for this uh today i apologize uh for any awkwardness it may sound like it's very awkward for me sitting in my bedroom at a table um giving this sermon to a phone uh, that's recording. So anyway, I hope that you are blessed and I hope you will be a blessing and go serve in love. May grace and peace go with you. Thank you for listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. It's our hope that you have been encouraged by today's message. Find out more about Awaken Church at awakenla.church. Or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Awaken Church LA.